welcome to episode 42 of Backing Paper. 42 is the answer. The question, of course, is what episode number of Backing Paper is this? We have answered that question. Um, making this the extra special episode that it clearly wants to be, I have with us our wonderful co-host, Rachel. Rachel, we missed you last week. How Aww. are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, it was really interesting listening to last week's shows. Um, missed you guys too. Aww. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's <was dead> good. <laughs> no, it's really nice to be back. Um, I was uh, away in Budapest this time, actually, um, delivering some training in video editing. So uh, that was really nice. Got to meet a couple of um, women over there who are working with the same social enterprise that I do freelance work for and uh, train them up in a bit of editing so uh, that they could go and deliver that to some people uh, there as well. So that was that was lovely. It was a very much a... Um, uh, I spent more time travelling there and travelling back than I did actually in the country and in of Hungary and in the city of Budapest. So all I saw was literally the uh, the hotel. Um, spent ten hours in Brussels Airport. That was fun. <laughs> um, but you know, it's uh, one of those things, and uh, it was nice to go and and say I've been there and I saw some some uh, uh, some nice people and uh, and some lovely buildings and things and a nice bridge. So that's all good. And then came back. So uh, that's kind of what I've been up to. And unfortunately, with it being uh, over the sort of Sunday, Monday, that meant that I couldn't be here to contribute to your Googling Film Photography <laughs> podcast show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm very sad to have missed that. But I, I, I can imagine. I can imagine you were. Yeah, I bet you would have got some real some Google results come up. Um, and not only do we have Rachel here this week, uh, I know it's not been legal tender for a very, very long time, but we can always rely on this man to bring us some shilling. It's Paul Mackay from <laughs> Analog Wonderland. Paul, welcome back. Hello, everyone. <laughs> it's lovely to be here. Oh, has actually been a long time since we've uh, we've had a chat, hasn't it, Paul? No, Graham was explaining actually just before he came on that it was because um, uh, you, you don't mind being on a podcast with me and avoid it every time you hear it. <laughs> <laughs> which actually made a lot of sense as I thought back. Um, so, uh, you know, when did we last talk? Was it at the photography show in March? I think it probably was. Oh my god, that's crazy! Actually, because you did go round to see Graham, didn't you, in person, in real life, IRL? I was taken to the podcast dungeon. Ooh. <laughs> Welcome to Exciting. the dungeon. To be fair, I can show you. I have got evidence screenshot evidence of me sending a message to Rachel going, Rachel, you know, it's, it's 8.30, good for you. Um, Paul Mackay is joining us tonight. And Rachel's response is, can I do tomorrow night? <laughs> That's not what I said. That's not what I said. I thought you'd replace me, you know. I was like, I've been away one week. And, you know, he's like, yeah, see you later. <laughs> Absolutely cutthroat. <laughs> well, Paul, we'll catch up later with what exactly is going on, because I'm sure you've got news and uh, important updates. Um, <laughs> mad pimping to do. So we'll come on to that a bit later. But we've got a couple of emails this week, only a couple. As we said, listeners, you need to you know, up the email intake, otherwise we may have to, you know, take a week off packing paper and, I don't know, watch TV or something. Um, whatever people do when they're not doing podcast recordings, I, I don't remember anymore. Um, so, Rach, do you want to take this first email for us this evening? No problem at all. Um, it's called Regarding Stocks by Chris Mina. Uh, hey, Sonnies, I'm writing regarding Aaron's email from last week. You guys might have to update me on this because <laughs> um, I haven't yet had a chance to fully listen to it. Anyway. 
Chris goes on to say, in the arts, it's not uncommon for the term stock to be used as a substitute for variety of or form of within a given context. In the context of a wedding, for example, if I asked Rachel what stock did the bride pick, it wouldn't be weird if she answered £200 ivory instead of Portra 400, as she would be referring to the invite paper, which is also classified in stocks, card stock, cover stock, etc. In retail, the same applies, and I think film stock comes from this angle. You might have heard the term SKU before. SKU is short for stock keeping unit, and these allow retailers to differentiate between the products in their inventory. For example, if you go to a camera store and ask for black and white film, they might have the 35mm Tri-X, 120HP5 and APS Neopan 100. You're welcome, Gutterman. <laughs> so while the store indeed has black and white film to sell, they have three varieties, which are then the stocks. Cheers from New York City. Thanks, from Chris. There we go. A response to the question of should it be called film stock, I think, was that the and was that the question? Yeah, not so much should it be called film stock, but more just an observation that more of us are using the word stock, saying, oh, you know, the XYZ is my favourite film stock, as opposed to just wow. saying is my favourite film, and just kind of commenting on it and, and asking if there's any particular reason. I mean, do you guys have any thoughts on this? Not really. I was a bit confused with the £200 ivory and uh, and Chris saying it would be weird if she answered that and I was thinking what am I saying <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it definitely makes much more sense now <laughs> um, uh, do I call it film stock do I I think I just call it film I don't think I necessarily call it stock um, uh, you refer to stock but I've also I remember this when I was first writing product descriptions and things for the store like people do use different words different things like some people talk about mm -hmm. emulsions to mean the type of film but that ignores the format mm -hmm. so say, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. portrait is my favorite portrait is my favorite emulsion and it sort of takes it away from which film because then people would say portrait 135 mil is my favorite and it, and it sort of means they mean the format as well as the yeah the chemicals kind of thing that's true yeah it's two parts of it yeah you're probably the best person to talk about this actually seeing as you do actually work in film stock that's literally your business paul <laughs> but then you're looking at it as film stock but also stock of film the stocks of film the sku for example <laughs> yes exactly yes I think we've got skus that's the glamorous part of uh, of retailing for sure no i don't think i've seen them people talk like again when you look at what people search for in the store people don't tend to search including stocks but as I say, it might just be one of those things. I also don't see anyone actually, now I think of it, ever searches for emulsions. Um, so I think people have different ways of, of doing it. And yeah. then you look at something like Google and like camera film is a really highly searched term. Is I've it? never yeah, I've exactly. never said that. I've never searched that, I don't think. That's exactly. weird. Exactly. So you get all this <laughs> That's kind of next week's podcast. Like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> But you see that and then you're like, well, does that mean are, are other people calling it that and therefore we should refer to it as that? And you have to sort of do the second guessing where you're like, maybe people are, but it yeah. sounds strange. Yeah. Like, keywords are difficult, aren't they? Really difficult to try and work out what to put. Like, for example, with my Etsy store, obviously I have my kits on my Etsy store and at the moment that's the only thing I have on there. Um, but trying to work out what to use as the kind of key search terms so that you pop up is very difficult <laughs> I find it really tough and actually that is one observation from last week because I realized that you guys go googled film photography 
as opposed to analog photography um and i use the term analog photography a lot um more than i would use film photography and uh, i think that's because um i look at it as analog is anything that's not digital so alternative processes etc as well but obviously they're not shot on film and it's nothing to do with film in that sense you know so uh, analog is more of a, an umbrella and overall term from for, for me you know um but obviously perhaps more people search for film photography and i was like hmm okay uh, so from a business perspective I always have to like you know you look at this and you go oh, okay well if that's more the sort of thing people are searching for that's the sort of thing I'm going to have to you know put more of those hashtags in or what you know that kind of thing instead those key search terms um, and they change don't they and they they're they're different depending on um, cultural and geographic um, sort of considerations as well. Um, one of so- the interesting things you're spot on because one of the interesting things about it is that in America. Um, well, in the UK, we have a problem in that film, obviously, is also mm. like movies. So yes, America, exactly. Yeah. Film tends to mean film photography stuff and movies yeah. obviously mean that kind of thing. Whereas in the UK, the differentiation is a lot tougher. Mm. Um, so, you know, you can type in, obviously, it's less of a problem now and people don't do it. But, you know, renting film or buying film, people do mean both. Yeah. So it's hard to differentiate when you're looking at that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and uh, on from the analog side, you've obviously got two different spellings. <laughs> so you know, it's uh, it's an interesting one to try and uh, tackle. It's kind of like either you go, um, I'm just going to go for one particular type, or you have to put in you know six other different terms to mean the same thing. <laughs> I suppose that is actually that does give one very good reason for using the word if to use the word stock after them because if somebody says to you. What's your favourite film? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, what's your favourite film stock? Assuming that you're in a you know community where film stock has an understandable. So I can understand maybe maybe that's why maybe it's coming in conversations where there yeah, could be true. confusion yeah. between them. So I mean, you were sort of, you know you get to see what people are searching for. Uh, are you getting people coming on the website you know searching for sort of thirty five millimeter, one hundred and twenty millimeter stuff like that? <laughs> yes, you do, you do get that. You also get a lot of misspellings um so uh portra uh, is has several different versions often it's porter mm-hmm. so there's not the second r and stuff like that um, and then when you have stocks that sort of are colloquially known by something um so hp5 is a great example so people searching hp5 or hp5 plus as a word or hp5 plus as the symbol um and even now if i stopped now and said which one which one do you know what it is uh no <laughs> so if you had to say now which one do you think it actually should be um, uh, plus written out yeah exactly it's plus because it's, it's a part of their plus range is what Ilford would say but yeah so you get things like that where people are referring to films um and and often if you haven't anticipated the misspelling or the way people might say something rather than not like color plus again color plus is spelt the american way yeah um but obviously is that <laughs> Hang on, what? <laughs> it's it's about aluminum. How, 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 how do you spell plus in a, in an American way? I'm being really stupid. Probably. Color. Which sorry? 
The colour part. Oh, colour. <laughs> they've, 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 they've taken out the U. It's just <laughs> colour plus. Right. Taken out the U and added three S's at the end. It's bizarre. <laughs> colour plus. <laughs> yeah. So it's all, it's all that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, you get the misspellings quite commonly as well. Yeah, oh. it's all good fun. Just because I realise that not everybody goes on Twitter or what have you, uh, please don't write in and tell us that it's not a 120mm. We know it was just... Um, there was a, <laughs> there was a certain mean? very localised Ferrari on Twitter, a certain outrage at Adorama having stuff listed as 120mm because um, some people get very upset about that. Well, one yeah. person. Um, anyway, <laughs> do you want to take this next email, Paul, from uh, David Romanis? Yep, Remainis, Remainis. He explained how to tell his name um, in the first email he sent to us, and I keep saying it the wrong way. It's Remainis. Remainis, okay. Hello, Sunbeams. This isn't just a question. It's also <laughs> an update on Project 1.6. Brackets. Hashtag Project 1.6. And that point is PT. <laughs> Which is the project I unwillingly took on when I bought a bulk full of super low ISO, the 1.6 colour stock from Kodak, a couple of months ago and realised I was stuck with about 25 reels of the stuff. Can, can we just, uh, again, language is important in these, unwillingly uh, bought. You did unwillingly buy, you definitely clicked that thing. Ooh. Coerced into it. Yeah, the devil exactly. made me just do like it. like it was a favour, like you took it in from a friend, like it was lonely. Yeah, yeah. I was driving down the motorway, it was wandering yeah. lost. Also, like the the term ISO or ISO is interesting. How different people, um, you know, the terminology for that, or not necessarily the terminology, the the way that people pronounce that. Because I I always say ISO, but I realised just then, Paul, you say ISO. Yes, that is what true. do you say, Graham? Uh, ASA. <laughs> Din. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Sorry, Paul, we've we've really hamstrung this one. Um, carry on. Um, okay, da, 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 25 reels. I've had a roll developed, but I think the whole reel suffered from some kind of light leakage as the last dozen or so, so shots have a horrible red hue throughout. I've scanned the film and started posting some of the results to my Instagram feed, but the main issue seems to be that it's tungsten balanced, I think, so I need to warm up just about every photo in post-processing. My question is, I've got an orange filter. I think it's an 85B or something close to that. So will that do the job of warming up the shot in camera or do I need to try something else? Ah, right. Um, I'm pretty sure that I actually, um, I saw one of the shots that he'd posted on Instagram and liked it because I thought it was really beautiful. It was on a beach. It was really dreamy and, and lovely because I presume because it was quite um, a long exposure, I guess, um, with it being an, ISO of 1.6 so I and and I just thought oh this is a really lovely uh, lovely shot Uh, but it's it does have quite a blue um, it it had quite like a a tint to it yeah Um, but I didn't notice that it was really red so maybe it's that he's balanced that one out and had a go at like kind of starting to to try and balance it out Um, do you think the orange filter will will help with warming that up Yes, the, the 85B is the one. I think there's a couple. Do you have one? But, um, I do, I actually, because obviously uh, I unwillingly bought a real <laughs> several hundred feet of tungsten balance film, which I moved out. My, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something with that real soon. Just, just you wait. I'm going to do something real soon with that. But um, when I bought it, I thought, okay, 
I might not want to shoot all of this with a tungsten hue to it. Um, mm. Tungsten hue, incidentally, good friend of mine. Um, <laughs> he's much, much nicer than that horrible red hue. Anyway, um, so I looked into what I needed and it, it is, yes, the um, Kodak Rattan 85B is the one that's recommended for daylight balancing of a tungsten film. So, um, yeah, oh. that should do the job. That should, um, and if you uh, have a look on Instagram, on Instagram on the internet, you can find sort of before or after pictures and it does just by adding that filter and it, it color balances it back as if it's daylight film um so that's what you need and of course the great thing is that will knock off another stop or two of light for you so get that down to the sub Gosh, one yeah, that's, <laughs> so, that's a good point fun, that, isn't it? Amount, you'll be able to. <laughs> um how, so yeah. yeah how much how much did it knock off yours because you said it because what what was your iso on the bulk role it that you is had? i think it's 200 isn't it? it's 200 t so it's um 200 i i oh. don't i think it's uh, i think it'll probably only knock off a stop i think because it's not as orange as a sort of black and white orange filter it's not okay. as dark as that mm. so i think you're probably only going to lose a stop to it but um the good thing is that david's got a lot of film to test this out with so he can that find out true. exactly how that works for him. but yeah it's not so much that it just warms it up it just it balances out the colors properly it's um i think that filter was made specifically to work with their tungsten film so that should do the job nicely great idea oh keep us posted david yes indeed indeed and that does it for the emails uh a short but wonderful selection of emails um but we have got other things that we would like to talk about the first thing um is actually something I saw a response to uh, last week's show, which I did with Aid. Um, and this is a question uh, from Helg Frisnet. I apologise for mispronouncing that terribly. Because um, Helg obviously listened, and one of the things that we were talking about, uh, because it's it's interesting you were saying, Rachel, about making yourself more findable on um, Google, etc. And um, it, one of the things that was surprising to me was that if you search for film photography, which apparently we did, um, that you don't see, like, immediately come up a lot of the people that you would expect to see, you know, the, 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 the big sites that we think of and, um, like, 35mmc and emulsive and cosmo and you know lots of places like that mm -hmm. they aren't the ones that are being surfaced at the very top despite the fact that they've got nothing but nothing but film photography instead you're more often seeing one random article about film photography from a website that maybe just does photography stuff or um anyway it just goes to show that i don't understand how the internet works um seo anyway, seo <laughs> yes exactly um but the um, the point I was trying to make was that we uh, we talked about some of the articles that were on the first page. Like, oh, here's why you should shoot film, and mm -hmm. we're maybe not exactly disagreeing with the reasons. But um, anyway, the long and short of it is that Helg, having heard that, uh, is is baffled as to why we actually do shoot film. Because I was sort of saying, <laughs> well, it doesn't have to slow you down, and you know, it doesn't have to make you more thoughtful, and um, so. Uh, yeah, he was wondering what our actual reasons for shooting film were. And um, I thought maybe we could just quickly sort of address some of those ourselves. Because the thing is, just my... It's not that any of the reasons that were given were bad reasons why people enjoy shooting film. I think my problem with it more was when it's being touted as a here's why you should shoot film... I don't think those, you can't say, oh, it's going to do this, it's going to do that. You might try it and find that it does do these things, but it's not guaranteed that it will. That was more my issue with it. But anyway, um, what about you, Paul? Why do you shoot film? <laughs> you I'm, a, I'm, a bit worried. I'm a bit worried now. Maybe we go down a rabbit hole where we all 
come at the end of it realizing we don't like shooting film. <laughs> and it's just like we have to wrap up the podcast, wrap up the shop, be like, oh God. Um, so with that fear in mind, I think um it's interesting because yeah, this this comes up quite a lot and we get quite a lot of customer emails of people who've come back to film or finding it for the new time and often share spontaneously sort of what they enjoy. Um as I say, either, either having done it before or or brand new to it. And it is those kind of things that we all hear quite a lot of. You know, it's more thoughtful, it's slower, it's more mindful, it comes back, or it has a character that just can't be captured. I think for me personally, and I've had, you know, a couple of nice digital cameras and I've got a smartphone in my pocket that I take a lot of photos with, especially um, now I'm a cliche of a dad and I have a million photos of my baby. That's just standard. Um, it's the one that's always with you. But for anything that I really enjoy or want to do, a film camera is just so much more enjoyable. And, and for me, it is the fact that um, the delayed gratification, I think, is a huge thing. The fact that I can't see what's happened straight away and it does make me think more. And you, and I get it because there's no reason why a digital camera can't be that apart from my brain <laughs> just can't resist if you take a digital photo looking at it mm. and critiquing it live and then losing the moment and film just says that's that's not an option that's not an option and also for me I think it's very much the I just love the tangible physical nature of it the different choices the the beautiful machines the you know it, it that kind of stuff just makes you happy in a way that I think anyone who has any hobby knows that that certain products just sort of do that and I think it's the combination of the two what about you Rach it's more expensive and more difficult (laughs) (laughs) that's what it should say on all of those articles why not right why 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 not we have too much money and time. That's what it's absolutely, solved. absolutely. It's. I think it's good to have a challenge. It's good. Uh, you know, I like to. I like to be pushed to try something that isn't quite as straightforward or as easy or what have you. I think that's a good thing. You know. So yeah, there's there's a million other reasons. Obviously, all the so things that have been talked about. Is a real pro. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of like. Um, you know the uh, the fact that if you've got all the choice in the world, that can be a pro and a con, can't it? You know, um, because or that like blank piece of paper is is equally terrifying and freeing, depending on how you look at it. Um, and I think I look at analog photography in a similar way. You know, that actually it's uh, it can be whatever you want it to be. And that can be overwhelming, but equally, it can be whatever you want it to be, right? Yeah. So, the cost thing's interesting as well because I think the um, someone said this to me once, and it's really stuck with me. And I noticed it's true about myself as well. If you have a digital camera and you're framing a photo, and you sort of think in your head, mm, "This isn't quite right," you'll still take it because there's no cost to it. Mm-hmm. And then you look at it, and it won't be that good, but you'll probably mm-hmm. still have it on the camera, and you'll go home, and you'll still have to upload it, and you'll still maybe edit it but it'll never be a great photo whereas the number of times the film camera I'll frame compose wait and then just not take the photo and walk away because I know it's not quite right and it's not worth yeah. that cost and um, leads to more sort of high percentage of keepers and and then without the cost I don't think you have that same uh calculation in your head yeah Absolutely. I think that, I think that's very true I think um there's because for me 
when I shoot digital, I if I go through afterwards and go, well, these are rubbish, these are rubbish, these are rubbish from the five billion pictures I've taken, I'll just delete them and think nothing more of them. Um, I don't think of ever, no matter how bad they are, unless they're completely, absolutely knackered, I don't delete my film shots, even if they're not good. Mm-hmm. They just yeah. still sit there, so I can see you know what what's there's a there's a record of them there, and obviously I've still got the physical negatives, um, so that part of, and I, I was out this evening um, taking some pictures with a good friend NASA, and that thing of looking at something going, yeah, I mean that there is a picture there, but is it a picture I ever want to look at? Is <laughs> plays more into it, um, but yeah, I mean, I, for, for me, um, I think. I don't know what it is. I think it's so many things all, yeah, all, all exactly. at once. It, it is just... Yeah. And you, when you give the hobby a go, um, you will find the bits that connect with you and the bits that are meaningful to you. And you you may not even be aware of what bits they are. Like I, I'm, I know that part of the reason I like shooting film is exactly the thing you said, Paul, is that not even just delayed gratification. It's that I don't see the results immediately afterwards and in some cases i don't see the results for years and they're not, that, they're not that important to me at that point um when i get to see them later it's great and it's exciting but um i quite like taking the picture and then just forgetting all about it um and i love engaging with all the equipment um and conversely that means that sometimes i'll pick up a camera and use it and go yeah this one this just isn't working for me i've the last couple of weeks I've been out um, a couple of times trying to take some pictures with the Miopta Flexoret, which is a, a twin lens reflex camera that I put a roll of film in. And um, it's a really pretty camera and it probably takes nice photos. Hopefully we'll find out. But I, I just don't particularly enjoy using it. Um, yeah. So I probably won't use it again. And that's another reason why I think, I mean, it's, it's very difficult. But um, anybody who says, oh, I don't like shooting film, you kind of want to go, yeah, but you haven't tried every camera there is yet, because I bet there's one you'll really love. You know, <laughs> or you might... every film. Or every film, exactly. Um, there's so many reasons. And I, th- all of the reasons given on these lists, they're all true. They are all reasons why people enjoy shooting film. But I just mm-hmm. I just don't think that you can say to anybody, oh, you should shoot film because you know, you'll get a look you can't get from digital. Well, I, I don't believe that that's true. Or that, you know, it, it's it's an entirely personal film, a thing. I just think everybody should give it a try and see if they find that thing and um, find that connection. But, yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, okay, let's move on down this list. So the next thing, I'm very glad to say you can help us out with some information on this, Paul. Um, this uh, was an email I had in from, and he says, desperately trying to remember where he was clicking when he got clicking. And Michael, uh, you have to help me with the pronunciation, Boehner? Boehner? Do you know that, Paul? Uh, pronunciation, <laughs> not my strong point. Michael Balen, Balen, yes. not Balen, sorry. Michael Balen wrote in um, to let us know that Analog Forever magazine is uh, about to be pre-launched. Um, Paul, you know more about this than we do. Uh, so rather than, me, <laughs> rather than what was going to happen, which is me reading a press release, you can actually give some good information out in the first person. Well, I'm sure your press release would have better detail than I have, but no, sure, I'll um, I'll talk a little bit. So this is, um, yeah, Michael got in touch with us uh, actually quite a while ago, I think, um, about what um, he's been working on. So um, he's launching a magazine called Analog Forever. Analog is spelled the American way for everyone who's now uh, worried about spellings and Googlings and things. Analog Forever magazine. 
Um, so this is a one of the, the the premium magazines that sort of are coming through, like beautifully printed, gorgeous papers. I think it's uh, over 125 pages, this first um, issue. Um, and he spent a long time talking with, I think it's 10 different uh, analog experimental photographers from all over the globe, um, talking about what kind of photos they take, talking about how they get there and um, all that kind of stuff. Which is really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of waiting to. I, I don't know whether the press release probably has the names in, or whether they're being held back as a bit of a, a bit of a surprise. No, I, but I, I a- can tell you if you like. Would you like me to say? So there's there's four in-depth interviews with um, Fred Lyon, who has been a uh, lifelong photographer and worked for places like Vogue and Life. Um, oh, jeez, now I wish I hadn't started this. Uh, Yelena Zavaronokova, probably yeah. Zavaronkova. Sorry, Elena, um, uh, who does platinum and palladium prints. Uh, Estevan Oriel, um, who uh, creates a portfolio that juxtaposes the glamorous and gritty streets of LA. Uh, and Lynn Bierbaum's work, uh, a search for belonging and for a place she can call home using uh, wet plate colloidian and blown grass. Brass? Grass? Oh. Glass. Glass. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of those things um, so those are the four in-depth interviews and then there's other works from Neil Carson, Blue Mitchell, John F. Cooper K.K. DePaul, Mads Madison and Anna Fosterling yeah which is what you were going to say I'm sure exactly the, the, I had nine out of ten I think on top of my head so that's perfect <laughs> no exactly and the um, I think the so it's, it's not going to be cheap I think it's £30 uh, RRP in the UK um, and we're the UK retailer that sort of pre-selling it, so it's a pleasant surprise to um, to realise that they'd reached out to you as well, which is great uh, because that's starting, that's launching tomorrow morning. On so it's Analog not Analog Wonderland website. Yeah. Ta-da! yeah. It's like it all came together. Exactly. <laughs> it's like we planned it. No, <laughs> um, so we were emailing across the weekend, just getting the final bits and pieces together. So no, it's lovely that um, that he's that he's reached out to you as well. I mean, he's a guy. So he has worked before. Um, I don't know whether you know Prime Magazine. Uh, yes. Yeah. Belt with a Y, not an I. P R Y M E. Yeah. So that was a um, a. I think it was limited edition photo books and zines that was all about Polaroids originally. Um, and he was behind that and it had a Kickstarter that raised thousands of pounds and things like that. But he does this sort of as, as a side job um, and, and Analog Forever is sort of the new project. I mean, again, as I say, the price, £30, this isn't a, this isn't a magazine like one you find in boots on the way to a flight kind of thing. This is, it's, it's more like a journal or a, or a photo book would probably be the way to think about it. Um, I don't know how regularly they're going to publish, but the conversation was very much sort of uh, probably less than quarterly um, because getting the quality right, the printing right and everything. But it's one of those examples, again, where you just go the um, in a world where the world the world's moving more towards, you know, digital media and all that kind of stuff, we know that publications are struggling. Um, be able to produce something that's super high quality, really taking his time to create um hopefully people enjoy and respond to mm. well it's interesting isn't it because um yeah um along the the lines of people saying well you know film's dead print's dead you know all of these kinds of um assumptions or what have you and and yet 
you know, on Saturday, yesterday, I was at a print and zine fair at the Open Eye Gallery and they were worried that they were going to run out of tables uh, because they had so many people who were there with their zines and prints and things that they'd made. So, you know, that's, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's uh, it's having a resurgence in the same way. Yeah, because you see, um, is it, who's on Twitter? Is it Six Million P-Man? Mm-hmm, um, yeah. Who, who produces his own zines and sells them and, and the creativity and fun. I mean, it's just one of those things that's become a lot more easy, uh, yeah. become a lot easier to do, hasn't it? And we we have a lot of our, our fantastic listeners who have all made, you know, their zines and things, and, and uh, we're lucky enough that we get them sometimes sent over, which is really, really nice to see what people are creating and self-publishing as well as doing it on a, on a bigger scale, like something like, obviously, Analog Forever or um, Photoclassic or what have you, you know, yeah, or, or those explore. ones. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, because you guys had uh, Photoclassic International on the other week, didn't you? We did, yeah. And I uh, got to that, speak to them. Mm-hmm. And that's a similar thing, sorry, that where they've got, because um, uh, we've got their first issue as well on site. And again, this these it's just such a beautifully produced, beautifully mm. printed, weighty. It, it's so much more like a book than a, a magazine. It's just, uh, yeah, it's really interesting. So that's, um, so I don't think it's being released uh, in November. Um, so people who, Pre, so pre-orders open tomorrow and then there's two months of pre-orders and then we'll start shipping out in, in November. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully in time for Christmas. In fact, it should definitely be in time for Christmas. So, yeah, a really exciting new project. We have been quite open about the fact we're not sure how many people will um, uh, necessarily jump at the chance or, or want to try it. But it's something that is a fantastic project that a lot of time and creativity and skill has gone into. So we really hope it does phenomenally well and if pre-sales go really well then we'll list ongoing not only issue one but also the ones to ones to follow yeah support the things that you want to exist in the world um so obviously go to analog wonderland if you're in the uk to pre-order this is that the best place paul well obviously it's the yeah, best place and, if, and for your listeners elsewhere i've got the list as well um if you're in australia then it's film never die is doing the same mm-hmm. thing opening pre-sales i think they've opened them today actually in asia camera film photo um, are stocking pre-sales in the US? It's Blue Moon Camera and Edition One Books. So wherever you're listening from, there should be somebody who is able to ship to pre-sales. Really, that's awesome. That's really cool. Fantastic. And yeah, like I said, let people know that let let them know that this is what you want because then there will be more issues. And um, also, just go to analogforevermagazine.com. It's a beautifully presented website. It gives it a really good idea of the kind of artists and work that they are drawn to and would like to feature. Um, there's great features and interviews on there. So go and check that out if you want any encouragement that this is a good idea. But I think it's going to be fantastic. And also the website is just well worth a visit anyway. Um, and hopefully you might try and catch up with Michael before too long as well. Because um, that would be nice just to hear more about how it all came together and um, some of the people they got doing it. Um, yeah, because the other one, sorry, last thing just jumping in is the um, they also do, they've been doing online exhibitions for a while with prizes and things. So again, it's one of those uh, places that are curating and running competitions and things to the community that is just really gorgeous film photography. So if you want, if you're looking for inspiration for anything, then uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful website to go to. Yeah, sounds fantastic. Another thing which we would like to draw your attention to is that the Danger Boys, the Danger Boys have made good with their grand ambition and the premiere of their movie, uh, which is now no longer called... (laughs) 
tanky Mach one shot and now has the more civilized name of one shot engine down uh, is coming up they are holding a world premiere in um inverness uh, it is happening at the Flow Photo Fest on the 6th of November uh, at 2019, obviously, um, at Inverness College. Um, tickets are free, uh, but spaces are limited. So if you can get to Inverness or you live near Inverness, I am I am thinking about whether I can get up there. I am s seriously thinking, can I? get to Inverness is there some way because I would love to go um I think quite a few people are flying um flying up there, um, there rather than trying to do the crazy drive yeah it's uh I believe uh quite well connected in terms of the airport and things so that's all good yeah um and I believe they are also planning on doing a tour of the tanks themselves the next day again uh spaces will be limited so if that is a thing you are interested in um go to Eventbrite uh, if you go to their um GoFundMe page, uh, search for One Shot Inch and Down. You'll find the link there to their Eventbrite page. I'll put, also put a link to their Eventbrite in the show notes. But if this is the thing you think you can get to, then you should. It's going to be really good. I mean, the Flow Photo Fest is also just well mm. worth a visit. Um, and then this on top as well is brilliant. And, and you know, it's it's the only chance you, you'll get to really do that, isn't it? To see the film and to actually enter the tanks themselves. Exactly, yes. Hopefully not the only chance you get to see the film. If it's if it's a one no, and no. done, that'd be a real bummer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but well done. Well done on a grand yeah. scale uh, to Simon and to David because um, to, to see but, it through to the end and uh, to be at this point is wonderful. Uh, it's a massive impressed. achievement. Yeah, absolutely. It, it really, really is. Um, huge congratulations to them both. Um, I did actually ask uh, David to record something um, talking about this, and maybe he'll get that to us at some point. <laughs> if it's if it's by the time I finish recording, maybe it'll be tagged on the end and repeat everything I've just said. So look forward to that. <laughs> um, uh, and let's see what's next in the show notes. Uh, oh, here we go, Paul. It's your time to shine. I put Paul stuff because I couldn't remember how to spell <laughs> shilling. <laughs> <laughs> like just to clear things up like i'll take an email and clearly you decided right what's better than me reading an email is getting the person who wrote it to write read the email that's yeah. fine yeah that's fine no i think the um so what was i writing i wrote about oh that was it the extreme competition the, <laughs> i didn't want i know so we closed the extreme competition we ran it from uh was it july mid-july to mid-august and um, mm -hmm. And obviously had hundreds and hundreds of amazing slide photos come in. Um, and it was taking a while to get time with Andy going through it all and making sure we chose winners. And I just didn't want people to think we'd forgotten. So we haven't forgotten. And in fact, last week on Thursday, I headed over to the Kodak building itself um, mm -hmm. and met Andy. We went through everything. We picked our winners. We filmed the announcement, which we'll release tomorrow. Um, which I believe is also when this podcast released. So today, through the magic, <laughs> of, magic of time, um, yeah, today we will have the winners announced. And I don't want to spoil. Mm, I won't. I won't do. I won't do any. You know, spoilers. But I think a friend of the show will be very pleased with uh, with one of the two grand prizes. Fantastic. That's and great. and um, are you able to announce what the prizes are? or not at this point? Yes, so I think we'd, we'd said at the time we'd do two grand prize winners, but again, I mean, the quality was so good. Um, I twisted Andy's arm slash he needed no encouragement in stepping <laughs> forward and um, having 10 
winner. So there's the eight honourable mentions. Wow. Um, we'll all get a couple of rolls of Ectochrome 35 mil. And the two grand prize winners will get a bundle of Kodak film. And what he said is he'll actually um, he'll reach out to them in person and see what they would like so they can sort of pick from the range and, and he'll make sure they're sorted out. So lots and lots of lovely Kodak film, lots and lots of Ectochrome going out again. That's um, so exciting. Um, whilst you were there at, at Kodak HQ with uh, with the lovely Andy, did um, you find out what's happened to the 120? Because uh, I know listeners can't see, but I'm tapping my watch that I'm not wearing here. <laughs> you know what? It didn't come up. <laughs> well, you're rubbish. Um, also... You're not an investigative journalist, are you, Paul? No, I, you know what I did? You know what I did? I waited until we were filming and then asked him. <laughs> I, I I wish I could believe that. Is that really true? That is literally true. Good for you. Oh my god, I feel I feel like my training is paying off because that's exactly. such a Amber. such a grow move or dick move as I would also call it. Exactly. I I remembered your your motto: invite on, then ambush. That's <laughs> yeah. what you say. That's what you say. No, I've actually not heard that one, but I really like that. I think that's a very Graham approach, isn't it? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> And um, uh, no, 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 I mean, he's, uh, you know, what he's like, he's, he's very happy to uh, share things. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, the, so yeah, we, we have it in there. I mean, it must be said, there isn't a concrete answer. Um, there isn't a concrete answer. There isn't a concrete date. Um, so it's not going to be imminent, put it that way. Um, the one sort of tidbit, again, and this is a bit of a spoiler, is that the, the sheet film is still expected to come, I think, with the 120. That's what I read between the lines. Oh, that's good. So at the completely non-specific time that the 120 film turns up, the sheet film will also turn up at this amount. Well, it's something, I suppose. Um, <laughs> exactly. um, that's good. Well, that's awesome. That's very good to hear. Um, also, I don't want to tell you your job, but I'm going to tell you your job. Does the word Lomo month mean anything to you? <laughs> Uh, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> We're having some fun with lamography. Um, no, it's been interesting because we've um, lamography is obviously such a different sort of uh brand to a lot of the others because they cover so much other stuff like the obviously their cameras and then also their like art lenses and everything else. They really, um, I don't know. I think lamography, when you talk about lamography film with um, with some of our shooters and some of our customers, it's, it can be quite polarizing. But I think for the amount of film that they produce and the numbers of films that they bring out, and like the Kino films and the Purple and the Metropolis that's just been passed on Kickstarter, I think um, even if you don't necessarily enjoy a lot of their cameras or some of the things that have come out, I think they deserve so much credit for that. Um, very long-winded start to say that we're... Uh, sort of dedicating September to lamography films with, with them with them. So we've got I mean it's pretty simple actually. We're we're on social media, just sharing people's uh, photos, tagging hashtag Lomo Month and getting a conversation going about what people enjoy doing. I mean there's a lot of purple photos coming up, as you can imagine as it's one of the more recent ones and um pretty stunning. Have you guys shot with purple before? No, mm-hmm. not yet. Did you do any of the was it uh, turquoise as well they've done a Loma Chrome turquoise before no you know, I don't think I, I have yet to shoot with any of the colour shifted films from anybody I've not I've not tried um, any any of the lamography stuff or any double or Yodica or any any of the sort of the effect films special yeah, effects yeah the mm. only thing I've ever done is my own red scaling um, but uh, yeah um, but I, I love love the work I see with pictures that people have done with the stuff 
Yeah, there's actually, um, you say the red ceiling, there's a guy who's been, um, we was sharing some of the photos, and I mentioned that he'd red scaled his own film, and he came back and said, actually, that's red scaled purple film. And I was like, Ooh. whoa, and it's amazing. <laughs> so it's even darker and redder, but it's still the sort of like the purple effect. It's unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a great example. Like, there's there's so many great films they have that not everyone shot. So we're sort of using the social media hashtag to just share that and, and everyone try out. And at the same time, we're um, running a prize draw on uh, the simple use cameras. Oh, yes. So again, have you guys seen these? Have you handled them before? These are mm-hmm. the um, yeah. like disposable um, type, but obviously it's not disposable. It's the the idea is that you, they can be re-rolled. Yeah, exactly. And and I know like technically most disposable cameras can be re-rolled, but in the way that sometimes they're difficult, sometimes they need a hammer to get into them, <laughs> which makes it hard <laughs> to like. Well, and also there's the uh, there's the issue with the electronics as well, isn't there? So a lot of the time, you know, it's lots of lots of signs on it saying "Do not disassemble" because you're going to get a shock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The battery can yeah. somehow a the, small portable battery can yeah, it's the flash you. capacitor. I think is the yeah. big risk with them. That was it. Yeah. So um, the what more have you done with these is they call them simple use, which is a bit too close to single use. I keep miss saying it, but exactly. They're super easy to reload. So it's still obviously um, a plastic body, a plastic lens. Um, but they, it's, a, it's an AA battery that drives the flash. So it's a proper um, and again, reloadable battery. And the film's totally reloadable and really easy to do. And we've got a video coming out this this week, actually, that just helps people show it. And not many people realise that as well, because it looks like a disposable, so people think it is. Um, and yeah, I don't know, they're, they're just quite fun, because I think, um, obviously, they're not they're not a serious camera in the way that a lot of our collections are. But as an addition, if you're going to have something that can slip into your pocket for either drunken nights out, like your crazy cider binges, or you know festivals or hikes anything where you just wouldn't really want to be lugging a like or a medium format camera and kind of thing and um, they're quite fun or for people who have not shot film before like as a as a, as a non-intimidating approach something without any settings um it's pretty good so i know there's people who literally look at them and think why on earth would you do that there's a lot of people i think that that see it as a fun addition to their shooting um and yeah we made it super simple so if you uh, we think I think they're brilliant. I've been carrying one around for the last month and having great fun with it. So um, yeah, if you buy any of the simple use, there's color, black and white, and purple preloaded as well. Um, then you'll get into a prize draw to win some lots of lovely Lomo film, which could be fun. Um, so yeah, that's it really. I think it's just more um, uh, the prize draw is obviously an, an extra fun bit linked to the reloadable part, but it's really just about talking about all the cool films that they make um, and we'll hope to continue to do so in the future. Are you guys, Did you guys see the Metropolis like um, sample shots and stuff? Yeah, we're just on the, on the press release actually when that um, first kind of like came out. I was going to say, would that be as part of the prize as well, the Metropolis uh, film? I'm not sure so, when the launch date is. Yeah, it's not it's not likely until uh, next year. Ah, uh, okay. Right. So sadly, not. We've said everything that's so the the, the first winner of the prize draw will be every thirty five mil that's available today, which is the color one four eight hundred uh, Earl Grey, Lady Grey, black and whites, and then the Kinos as well, and the purple. Sorry, and the purple. Mm. Um, but yeah, the Metropolis will be then I think next year. But it's quite an interesting look, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's nice. I I. I... Lomography have got a lot of real fun films, and and it feels de- uh, derogatory, maybe demeaning. But that's the to just say, oh, they're just fun films because they aren't. They make a lot of good films that that 
are perfect for expanding your creative boundaries. Um, when I last placed an order with you, one of the films I ordered was a pack of um, the Lomo 800 uh, CN800 because I think that's a really good very good value um iso 800 nice color, color film mm. you know it's yeah. it's a great film uh as i mentioned i was out this evening wandering around bampton with nasa and um that thing of how do you reinterpret somewhere that you see all the time well there's a way you know stick some purple film in there <laughs> that will give everything i take a picture of that i may have already shot before a different look and a different turn you know i think um a really good point yeah you know, yeah people it's very easy to get sniffy about lamography because their cameras you know are not to everyone's taste and that's fine you know their cameras aren't particularly to my taste generally speaking um but they're they're fun for the people enjoying them and their films are just bona fide decent films and should be enjoyed by anybody who just likes shooting film it's you know there's more uh materials for our palette of shooting I actually um, got sent a roll of Lomo 800 colour um, this week from the lovely Sean Hall, who um, it was in a, uh, a sort of big surprise uh, sort of like package that came through the through the uh, door. Um, it actually, in an analog land box, I think he must have at some point uh, done a big order from yourself, Paul, and uh, and then he'd uh, he'd sent over his own homemade um film canister holders that he'd created for me which are amazing so they're like 3d printed um film film canister holders which is ace and uh and a roll of uh, 800 lomo film that's so super cool. lucky i know right how awesome so um the actual ones that he'd made um i've got one that's uh, 120 um that will hold five rolls and i love the fact that it's actually got the roman numerals for like on each of the rolls so you you can kind of like count them down count them up um and then also uh, a uh, another film holder sort of um that's been 3d printed which is for 35 mil and a couple of medium format uh, negative clips so uh, yeah i was a very lucky girl i got that through the post and i received um zine from christian Stroff um with his his lovely um self-published uh zine as well so uh, it's been it's been a good postal week for me <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome race there that's yeah. the those three different things are wonderful they are so useful <laughs> i can get used a lot yeah. so that's awesome Can't wait um i think that about does it is there any more news from you Paul? you've got some premises haven't you that's some news you've got some analog <laughs> premises hang on you, what <laughs> yeah or you yeah. are going to have well exactly we're in the midst of moving office warehouse i've got personal house we've going on as well so the number of boxes and stress in my life is reasonable reasonable i'd say <laughs> but no so we're, as of um well within the next four weeks we're in new premises in high wickham um so you'll see the addresses updating on all of our different uh, mm -hmm. you know social media accounts and website and email and stuff but no it's brilliant because we've got um we'll have a lot more space to try things we'll have a lot more um yeah ability to just uh, get things get things sorted and even things like the fact that you know we've there's been several film stocks availability issues there we go film stocks and mm -hmm. um and it's not been helped by the fact that we've not always had enough space to uh sort of fill our boots when when things have come available and we'll have much greater ability to do that in the future so a load of fun things to do, yeah. a lot of just things to do as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the logistics of that. Is this um, a place that will be open to the public or is this going to be office space, just to clarify? 
So it'll be office and warehouse. So okay. it's, gotcha. it's not retail. Um, no. It's not in a retail park. It wouldn't be appropriate. Now, what we'll, we might do, we'll look at whether people who are living in High Wycombe or nearby could do sort of pick up and, and not have to pay postage. Mm-hmm. It's something we definitely will we'll probably try and look at because I think that's that's fair enough for people can just swing past. But no, it's not a full on retail space gotcha. as such. Okay. And is there going to be an opening party and are we invited? Yes and no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. I knew you'd get me kicked out, Rachel. <laughs> of course, Rachel's invited. <laughs> Yay. Yes, we, we, we think there definitely should be an opening party. I think that is absolutely fair. Um, yeah, so we, we move in first week of October, so a couple of weeks to get our feet under the table. Yeah, sure, definitely. Sounds we'll good. We'll open it for listeners as well. I think it's only fair that people who have got us this point um, – uh, get to come and uh, drink beer and eat pizza on us. So the indoor Ooh. barbecue, but yeah, that'll do too. Awesome. Sure. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, late October is perfect barbecue weather. So. <laughs> surrounded by all we'll your precious, precious up, surrounded films. By, surrounded by films and things like that, and yeah, it'd be great. Wonderful <laughs> stuff. Uh, well, there you go. Then that wraps all that lot up. Um, Let's move on to coffee stuff. Um, before we go through our fantastic coffee donors, I, I talked about it last week and it took me quite a long time to get around to the doing because, you know. Um, but we have put a post up on coffee. If you go to our coffee page ah, yes. and have a look at the most recent post, you will see um, a kind of an idea that we would like some feedback on. So we might discuss it on the podcast tomorrow. Um, we haven't figured out yet what we're doing tomorrow. Well, <laughs> we'll record it tomorrow and it would come out on Thursday. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so in the meantime, if you could go over to uh, our coffee page and just have a look and have a read and just see what you think of the idea. We genuinely want to know whether or not people would be interested in this before we invest our time and energy and money into doing so. Um the reason we've done it on coffee is because if we're going to do it, we're going to be doing using the funds that the wonderful people who donate to us on coffee give us to make it happen. That's why we're looking into doing it. If you are, or I think have, uh, I'm not sure whether it's have ever or might be have recently, but anyway, you can comment on the post and put your feedback on there. Don't worry if you aren't. Just drop us an email with your thoughts on it or send us a message on Twitter or just give us some feedback in some way just to let us know what you think um it would it would be helpful for us like i said we genuinely want to know this isn't one of those situations where we're going we're going to do this please tell us we're great so we can feel good about doing it. it's like no we, we want to know if there's anybody would if like to see one. this yeah if there's yeah. the if one there's yeah the- yeah, to do it. And um, in terms of um, people who perhaps haven't yet had chance to look at that, it's spelled K-O hyphen F-I, isn't it? So Kofi. Yes, exactly. Um, dot com. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The, the link is on uh, our website, sony16podcast.com. If you just go to buy us a cup of tea or whatever it says on there. Um, you don't have to buy us a cup of tea when you're no. there if you want to go and read <laughs> to leave it. That. I mean, you can if you want to, but you don't have to. <laughs> With that in mind, um, let's move on to the wonderful coffee donations that we have received this week. Uh, We've got a couple of new donors, which we want to say a massive thank you to. Um, Thank you. Thank you. The first one is Colin Cameron, who is um, writing to us all the way from Canada. Canada. Um, (laughs) 
Sorry, I had a Max Headroom moment there. Thanks for, and he put, commented, thanks for all the effort that goes into the show. Uh, you also have a standing invitation for a real cup of tea or something for one of our local craft brewers if you're in cool. Vancouver, BC, Canada. Uh, I said that's Colin Cam- Cameron, who uh, I love that Colin has done this. Uh, any new donors, please do this. He has put his socials in the comment. Yay! He's at cbc.photography on Instagram and his website is cbcphoto.ca and he's got some stunning work on there. I think most of the work he's got on his website is um, digital work but oh man he's real good I think Colin is working as a professional photographer out there uh, I certainly sincerely hope so he's very good he's got some amazing pictures fantastic mountain biking pictures all sorts of stuff um, well worth a look so um, thank you very much Colin I really would love Thanks, to go Colin. to Canada have either of you guys been to oh, Canada? No um, it, it's um, one that I'd always wanted to go to New Zealand and Canada yeah absolutely um, I, I my mum at one point um, was offered a job over there, so I might have been born in Canada, but I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> if if she'd have taken it, um, then I would have been. But no, no, I'm not. Um, it's it looks like just such a beautiful place. I would love to go. It's on the yeah, list. I've been to Vancouver. Oh wow! That side, and um, it was for a volunteering at a thing sort of ten years ago, and it was it unbelievable. Like the landscape and that, yeah, absolutely. As beautiful incredible. as you think it's going to be, is it? Yeah, just, just, mm-hmm. and also like on that scale that you know America's on as well, where you just get there and everything's just, just huge, and it's like that, but it's got the, yeah, the forests and the mountains and the lakes. Oh. It's just, it's wonderful, really wonderful. But mm-hmm. I, I hear you though, Rachel, like New Zealand as well. That's definitely my yeah. list. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I would love to go to Canada for stuff, but I mostly want to go to Vancouver because um, the host of one of my all-time permanently forever podcasts, um, Dave and Graham from Stop Podcasting Yourself, uh, are in Vancouver. <laughs> so I just want to go there to kind of bask in being in, in, in their proximity. I, I, everybody should check out Stop Podcasting Yourself. It is nothing to do with photography at all. Uh, it's just great. Um, uh, that was a sidetrack. Uh, the other person <laughs> we want to say a massive thank, thank you to. Thank you, Colin. Is, um, I'm going to apologise in advance for pronouncing your surname incorrectly. It is Jasper T. Kauth. What do you reckon? Kauth or Kauth? Kauth. I would say Kauth, probably. Kauth. Let's go thank Kauth. you, Jasper. Thank Yay. you very much, Jasper. Uh, Jasper um, put on his comment, Dear Sonnies and Backpappers, which I, I really... <laughs> because it, it, it's, it's, it's pa- back... Backing paper paparazzi is what he's short for, I think. <laughs> and and much of our output is pap. Um, thanks so much for another awesome show. Your podcasts have been a constant companion on all my research projects this summer. Greetings from Oxford. I know where that is. <laughs> Let me know when you're in town, Graham. Uh, and Jasper is on Instagram at jtheokauth, which is J T H E O. K-A-U-T-H. And again, Jasper's got some great pictures on there. Not a lot of stuff on his Instagram feed as yet, so I hope he's going to add more stuff on there, but he's got some really nice pictures. I really love, he's got some real close-up portraits, which are really working for me, some uh, medium format stuff that he shot, which I really enjoyed. Um, and, uh, well, you I, just have to go out on your photo walk together, won't you, around Oxford, and then there'll be more to put up on the feed. Yeah, we certainly will. Well, um, spoiler alert for this at some point in the future when I maybe it'll be this week. Who knows when I put out some of the audio I recorded with them, um, NASA. But the end results of us going for a walk in Mountain were very much. We'll be back in Oxford again next time. So um, that was good. <laughs> 
You just need to put some Lomo purple through it. That's what you need to do. Yeah, I think, yes, but I think that's what it needs. Okay, and uh, now we want to say, uh, uh, let's just get, um, <laughs> this is going to be a very special duel. <laughs> We've got the dueling elves working research this week. We've expanded our team of elves. I should probably be afraid, shouldn't I? Um, So, uh, (laughs) Rach, I'll let you read the names. Okay. (laughs) Excellent. Um, Well, thank you to all of our um, lovely first-time donors and regular donors. We super appreciate it. Um, And we will now begin with the facts. Um, We have Jayabat. Jayabat decided to return a pair of 100% kangaroo leather moccasins he bought recently online when he learnt they didn't grant him the ability to leap huge bounds in one go or indeed carry his young in a pouch. (laughs) Duncan Gammon was the first vegetarian in Bristol. (laughs) Possibly last. James Thorpe. Uh, James Thorpe believes if crocodiles weren't meant to be turned into handbags, then they wouldn't have been born with handles on their backs. (laughs) <laughs> Sam Cornwell Sam changed his name when he was married He actually used to be called Gavin Cornwell <laughs> Bill Thu uh, Oh hang on a second I've lost myself. Uh, Bill Thu would like to see the three-legged race become an Olympic sport um, with the provisos that it has to be run for as far as the marathon goes uh, and in the swimming pool and last but not least, we have Martin Smith. Who, while on a family holiday in Mallorca, saved the life of the Prince of Monaco. <laughs> and there is now a statue of him in the third bend of the F1. <laughs> <laughs> I've, actually, I forgot to add one. I've also got a fact, uh, got a fact for Hillary here as well. Hillary Clark, which I didn't add on to it. Um, uh, here we go, because this was a late-breaking fact. Uh, Hillary dreams of owning a team of crack-attack squirrels, not crack-attack, but crack-attack squirrels, who can discreetly kind of follow her and keep her company when she's out and about, uh, and then leap to her defence slash attack if she's threatened by anyone or just a bit annoyed by someone or just bored. I mean, who wouldn't want a team of attack squirrels? They always squirrels go for assemble. the nuts. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh dear. Graham, Graham, Graham. Graham's elves. Boo. Graham's elves. More rowdy than Paul's elves. Um, Oh, that was great. There we go. (laughs) Thank you so much, everybody. And Paul, thank you so much for joining us this week. Oh, absolute pleasure. So just to go back over the stuff you said, people should be um, keeping an eye on your socials tomorrow. About what time tomorrow did you say? Um, not sure yet. Need to finish uh, the video <laughs> a little bit. Sounds like uh, me. So I would say the afternoon. Afternoon. We'll send an email out as well. We'll send an email out when it's done. And as I say, you'll have the you'll have the countdown of the honourable mentions, all the photos that, um, that that made it through, and then the two grand winners as well. And as I said, I'm almost certain that at least one of the grand prize winners is a uh, Sunny Sixteen listener. Is it me? Ooh. <laughs> did you submit no I also don't listen to the show which is painfully <laughs> obvious to anyone who's ever had to listen uh, <laughs> um, oh, and the other thing anybody who wants to share work which you may feature um, in Lomo Month it's just hashtag Lomo Month hashtag Lomo Month exactly Lomo and, then, month. and then the other bit would just be encouraging people to uh, check out the simple use cameras if they haven't before and um, yeah and get involved with there as well there's, there's prizes to be won 
<laughs> Everyone loves a prize. Well, I think that does indeed wrap it up for this week. Rach, can you think of anything that I've forgotten? I'm sure I have. There's always... I'm sure we have. There's always stuff, isn't there? But uh, no, not at the moment. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm going to just very quickly throw this in. End of the month is it's Cyanotype Day coming up. Um, but we'll talk about uh, that in because I can't remember the we, date. We, but... Yeah, we'll talk about that closer closer to the day. Exactly. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I did get to meet Andrew Bartram's lovely daughter, Georgia, yesterday at the um, print and zine fair. Finally put a face to the name. Um, obviously, I've been trying to uh, meet up with uh, her, Andrew, and what have you, since she came to university. <laughs> and she's now just recently graduated graduated this summer <laughs> so uh that's been uh yeah a, a, a slow burn i guess <laughs> you might say it's been really nice to at, le- at last get a chance to say hello that was awesome yep wonderful stuff well with that thought in mind we will play you out as always with the wonderful music from schnauzer remortgaging the nest of hairs uh, and rach i'll rely on you to get us out of here because i whiffed it hard last week what what have i got to say Oh my god, she's away for one week and it all goes to pot. <laughs> Listeners, have a lovely week. Have a lovely week. <laughs> <laughs>